0: Welcome to Canon
1: Fodder? <laughs> <laughs> question Question mark? <laughs>
2: okay, so we're recording this after the first episode is aired, and I just want to say that I'm sorry if I'm screaming into the mic. No, you I'm sound good I'm just a me. loud person in general. I'm very animated and passionate.
0: Okay. So, so I do this thing, uh, if anybody else is listening to this, aspiring to be a podcaster, I have a software called Levelator, and you just put the dang audio in there and it just makes all the sound equal
1: you just put the dang old audio in yeah. there
0: <laughs> it's the podcaster's secret
1: you, you uh, young podcasters and your new technology
0: so we're called cannon fodder we're a podcast about, <laughs> about fans <laughs> fandom and fan fiction it's uh we're kind of kind of a later <laughs> recording than usual so we're uh, we're really feeling the uh, and it's a friday so we're really feeling the uh it is the freaking
1: the weekend, baby. It's it's I also had Trump an entire bag COVID, of Milano so. cookies, so I'm a little, I'm a little on edge now. We've we're all else,
0: got
2: the crash of different kinds. Yeah,
0: we're also recording on the day that, that uh, the president uh, contracted coronavirus. So there's all. Kinds oh,
1: of, I totally uh, forgot uh, about that, and now I'm in a much better <laughs> mood. What a great mood! Is this is, it, is this the, karma?
0: There's a lot of yes, uh,
1: yes, it is.
2: is this karma? <laughs> she took her sweet ass time, but yes, it is. <laughs>
0: Okay, so the point is, Cannon Fodder mm-hmm. might not be our name for super much longer because there's, uh, you know what, I went into because this... Because Trump
1: striked it down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks, Trump.
0: Is he banning
1: uh, it, just like TikTok?
0: Mm-hmm. He got his... Now, uh, the thing is, I was for sure that we were the first people to think of, uh, or at least Paul was the first person to think of Cannon as a, as a pun on the word Cannon with two N's, um, but apparently not. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah. Apparently, um, so did like 19 million other people.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I'm sad. It's a great name. Yeah. Which was, made googling you
1: guys quite the doozy. Yes.
0: Yes. Well, we're on I Spotify mean, now. We're on. Uh, I think we're on Apple Podcasts. I would have to check on the. Uh, I ch- lists,
2: I tried to but. check it um, when it came out because my my mom called me <laughs> <and> was asking <laughs> uh, where she could find my podcast. It was like mm-hmm. 8 a.m. I was like, hello. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, she she called and was like, where can I find your podcast? Um, and I sent her the Spotify link, but she doesn't listen to Spotify because my mom is very much like an Apple or die person. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, and I, I went to look on my iPhone. I, I don't say that to like shit on iPhones. I know. I know I'm an idiot for using an iPhone. I don't like <laughs> creative freedom on my phone. I just want it to work. Um, I'm with you. But yeah, it wasn't on the uh, Apple podcast when I looked at it, but it might have uploaded like a day later or like, yeah. you know, later than 8 a.m. when my mother called me.
0: <laughs> well, it's definitely on, on Spotify. Yeah, sure.
2: I saw it. Um,
0: but yeah, so Canon Fodder uh, is a name that's already been used. Which is uh, funny for this podcast because it's about uh, using properties and stuff like that. We also uh, don't have original artwork. <laughs> That's just I pulled that. The, the Shakespeare Harry Potter thing is from a New Yorker article, and um, our music is like licensed music, <laughs> oh,
2: which I have. So, I bought I bought the license too, so it's not oh, like we're you? using it illegally. <laughs> okay,
0: okay, because the audio you sent me had little. Um,
2: yeah, I sing, uh, I uploaded please. the the thingies with the. I, I okay. uploaded the audio with the stuff on it because I got excited. My favorite YouTuber also uses that song in her mm. intro and outro music, and I didn't notice until I had selected it and was like, this is good. And you were like, yes. yes. And then she, I watched her video I after know. we had selected the music. Do you think and I was it was like, like
1: one of those non-conscious things because it's your favorite YouTuber? No, because like, as much as she is my favorite YouTuber, I
2: don't watch her consistently enough to for it to be like... Of subconscious...
1: Ah, see, I'll just have thing. good taste in music. That's what it is.
0: Yeah. It is funny, like, once you start <clears throat> working with, like, free music and stuff like that, just how often it comes up in your life through... when you Once you recognize a certain beat, you, like, recognize it immediately in, like, some kind of rip-off, like, pop-up commercial or it just comes yeah, up. Yeah. That
2: is know? really odd when you start, like, you know, you have to work with, like, royalty-free music or, you know, That's the music the that you paid for. for. Um and it's just everywhere in 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 media since our society has such a <laughs> such a media based like fame thing going right now.
0: Exactly.
2: I say as if I'm not promoting the hell out of this podcast. Yeah. It hey, you know,
0: we all got to get that bag. Uh, we're not. Uh,
2: we don't get money twice, from eh? this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's preface here. Uh, Let's preface that we don't make money from this. So the At least is not
0: is podcast now called Cannonball. That's one I threw in the ring. But I don't know. We'll figure it out.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm still... I still think my suggestion was good. Other than that, it may not be appropriate. I don't remember Ooh. what your suggestion was. It was shooting the... I don't shooting know. Oh, can I, can I cuss the, on this? Shooting the fanfic? Yeah, shooting the fic. Yeah, shooting yeah. the fic.
0: Yeah. yeah. And you can cuss on this. And also, additionally, that was not oh, a swear God. word. So.
1: Okay. Yes. But Listen. Listen. <laughs> I just have to be careful. You never know, and I don't want you to have to like do more work by censoring my potty mouth. Oh, Jen, no, I want okay. you to
2: understand that I am a co-host on this podcast. I do, but you have to if understand. I could not that cuss on this podcast. I would not make a podcast.
0: Uh, so it's October. Yes, um, where yes. I Ooh. it seemed it just Ooh. seemed right to start. To, to start doing uh, uh some uh scary story some horror-based uh fan fiction type stuff we're going to talk about creepy pastas. by the way uh i should uh, say i'm bradley and i'm joined by lakin and i are joined by i, I forgot that was else. our
2: whole intro
0: yeah we, we, we forgot <laughs> our whole violation. intro because
2: we got like side track violation
0: yeah uh, yes our, our guest has been <laughs> Talking extensively before we've introduced them. Uh, Everybody, welcome Jen Lowell. That's how you say your name, right? Or is it Lowell?
1: It's actually Lowell. Lowell. Everybody, (laughs) welcome. I just triggered my entire childhood.
2: (laughs) Jen has like age regress to six years old. It's
1: It's a bad place to be. I don't like it.
0: Well, everyone, welcome Jen Lowell, who is a, uh, a fan of horror, a, uh, a horror expert.
1: A colleague f- of, a of literature. Doctor. I am. Oh my gosh, I am. A- Wait, I'm not a doctor yet. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I think we're a jumping horror, ahead.
0: Horror doctor. This is
2: <laughs> she, she regressed okay. and then
1: advanced. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm still six. <laughs> yes, I, I am a colleague of literature. <gasps> That's so exciting. <laughs> it is,
0: it is. You just, it, just to hear yourself say that
1: yeah I, you know it just hasn't hit
0: me yet it mm-hmm.
1: is really wild
2: when you get like when you when you try to go past like your bachelors and then people are like you're a scholar and you have to be like oh shit I am a scholar technically
1: <laughs> right <laughs> every time Renee like calls like our class like when she calls us scholars or colleagues I'm like oh that's me literally every single time I have to sit in
2: on like a um I don't want to say dean's council, but like
1: I know what you mean. A dean's
2: council. <laughs> no, that's I know what, what you it mean, is.
1: Same, same. Uh,
2: every time I have to sit in on one of those, I feel so out of place, and then I Me have too. to remind myself that
1: hey, you, uh, you have a big girl job. <laughs> yeah. Same. <Is> our <laughs> I feel like old a friend.
0: <laughs> imposter syndrome.
1: I feel like a fly on the wall, like every single time, and then I'm like, wait, no, no. I'm here. I'm present. I'm I here. Supposed to be. Here. I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it
0: is hard to get yourself out of like the aspirational mindset.
1: Yeah, um, it's it's weird.
0: W- and, so, and you know, where do you draw the line between? Yo, I want to be this thing, and I am this thing, because yeah. a lot of it is arbitrary. You know.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah which is wild because <clears throat> you you grow up thinking like adults have all their stuff together no mm-hmm. and That's then lie. you become an adult and you're like oh these are just people we're all it's just a winging
0: it all the time always we were
2: these all are not, like to these are not preset characters like they did not come like
0: with <laughs> the, fully with
2: built stats. out skills. yeah like <laughs> their, their gonna, stats weren't preset <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. i'm gonna yeah, channel like all, I'm of my, to, <laughs> all of my all of my bitterness at, at adults for tricking me and i'm gonna mm-hmm. use my super creepy voice
0: I'm just wondering who I ask to, to get a respec. <laughs>
1: Everybody lied to me. I, they lied. You can't trust
2: them. Oh God! And with that, I think the we horror should. <laughs> master Jen.
0: Uh, so do we to talk me. about. So we're going to talk about creepy pastas today. Do we want to jump right into the creepy pastas, or do we want to talk about the like folklore uh, um, origins, or do we want to shuffle back?
2: I was thinking we could actually talk to Jen for, like, two seconds um, while we're introducing her to discuss her relationship with fanfiction, since that's, like, our... <laughs> right. Oh, okay. That's our whole. That feels, that feels like I it's I feel like that's um, probably fair. relevant. That's probably so, relevant, given. Uh yes, Jen, is. what is your relationship to fanfiction? Have you read fanfiction? When did you start? Et cetera, et cetera.
1: Well, like most of us, I got into fanfiction uh, when I was, like, 12 or 13. You know... Right at the cusp of puberty. Um, and so I was like a consumer first. It's it's I, I, anything that I could find that was like within my fandom. And I had a really niche fandom when I was a young teen. Um, and I would just gobble it up even if it wasn't like good content. Um, and I wrote a couple of fanfics too. And hopefully they will never see the light of day because they were terrible. And... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to stop talking about how I used to write fan fiction well, and go well, back <laughs> to being a consumer.
0: <laughs> well, what, was the, uh, what were the niche fan, uh, fan
1: So I, um, I am a really big gamer. I like RPGs. Mm-hmm. And so the fanfics that I would like consume and also write were based off of these video games that I played when I was a kid that literally no one has ever heard of. Um, can you can you give us a name of one? Me. Okay, uh, Lunar Silver Star Story Complete. You're right, I have not heard Yeah, that. no, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. <what> <laughs> Rhapsody, I a have... musical adventure. Okay. Uh, that... the Marl Kingdom Chronicles.
0: The Marl Kingdom.
1: Marl. It, with an, it's Marl. it's part of the Rhapsody series, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. La Pousselle Tactics.
0: Okay. So these are these that like sounds JRPGs? French.
1: <laughs> yeah, the Japanese? Yeah. Yeah, well it is a French word, but it's a Japanese game by the same oh. people who did Rhapsody. Uh, big fan of their work. They they make big titty girls.
0: Ah, mm. yes, uh, yes. I see. Puberty. I remember.
2: <laughs> we get right to it. Puberty. <laughs> um perfect. So I guess I guess I'm trying to think of what our segue should be
0: from
1: that. Moving on it's from October, that it's October. For, it's October. It's Halloween speaking seconds. Of,
0: speaking of uh, of Big Titty Goth GS. Goth <laughs> Gothic folklore horror. Um, you you heard it here first, folks. We're talking about scary stuff. Hey, Spooky. Jen, um, you like the folklore? You like the the werewolves and the vampires? I do. The oh, and the ghosts and the banshees,
1: the cryptids. You name it. That's my thing. So, <laughs> so I guess let's talk about in a platonic um, sense. I feel like I need to like preface that I'm not a furry. Mm-hmm. Oh, but- <laughs> Yeah,
2: perfect. <laughs> I'm glad we
1: have that um, explicit warning.
0: But we should get a furry on at some point. You should.
1: I have we really are should. I have friends who are like super furries if you ever need to interview one. You Thank
2: know, God. while we're while we're like semi on the topic, I'm just bringing it back up. Um, <laughs> while we're semi on the topic of like growing up and like mm-hmm. sh- realizing things as adults, right? Um, realizing as an adult that like furries have like different subcategories and Indeed. a majority of those subcategories aren't weird as, like aren't as weird as you think they are yeah like everybody thinks it's because they want to like fuck animals no, and that's, it's, that's not what that is at all even the
1: sexual aspect of like furries is just one small niche part of
0: being a furry
1: Right. Um, I actually do not know any furries that are into that type of furry.
0: Into into yiffing.
1: Yeah, they're so not yiffers. They're not yiffers. Oh, yeah. that's is that the term? Yeah, yiffing. Yeah.
0: I believe so. Oh,
2: interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's called. Um, yeah, like they most of them just have like personas and fursuits. and it's just like it's an it's an extension of role playing for them. Which
2: are extremely expensive.
1: Yes. I also have friends who make fursuits, like, for a living. Yeah. And they get paid nice. a shit ton of money? Yeah, furries, furries are, like, the only consumers in the world that will pay artists what they're worth. That's why I don't <laughs> hate parties. I love them because they appreciate artists.
0: And I guess it would pretty like, I don't think, I don't, like, are there, they're not any, like, companies that are, like, mass produce fursuits.
1: No, no it's right? a custom thing. Because
0: it, it is always, like, a, a, a specific thing, like, it's yeah, your fursona, right? Yeah, it's,
1: yeah. yeah so. and it's a custom thing. So that it's just, sometimes you can get, like, um, secondhand fursuits and stuff, like, if someone has moved on to a better fursuit mm-hmm. for their fursona or they've changed their fursona. Yeah.
0: Um, so that'd be like the, the furry equivalent of like just wearing another s- like person's skin.
1: Yes, in some ways, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like a, little... a
0: snake just found some like skin. <laughs> yeah, just, just yeah like, I was like, like oh, <laughs> this is bougie. It's, it's, I guess <laughs> I think it's
1: a good segue for beginner furries uh, if they haven't figured out their own fursona yet and getting used to wearing mm-hmm. a fursuit. It's like hermit crabs. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good comparison.
0: You you, (laughs) you, you keep growing. You you grow out of your first shell. You grow out of your first
2: shell. And
0: you
2: you move on. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think having a furry on the podcast would be really interesting. It's a different perspective. So, I mean, I wouldn't wouldn't know where to go or how to structure it, but I think it'd be really interesting. Um,
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I would...
2: Going We're from totally down for that. Going from furries back to cryptids, back to um, yes. cryptids in horror. <laughs> so otherwise,
0: otherwise known as spooky furries.
2: <laughs> Listen, <laughs> spooky Fine. snakes. Um, <laughs> like,
0: are there anybody? Is there, is there a subset of a furry? We're oh, i sure talking about there furries is. at some point. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, like, my God. We want to be like true. This has
1: turned into like a furry that. episode. This has <laughs> turned into a furry. Why is it every single time, every single time I get interviewed or I do a podcast, we always get on the topic of furries. Every you single, brought it up. No, I just said that I wasn't a furry, and then we started talking about it.
0: <laughs> you specifically said you were not one. You said, <laughs> you said I want to preface this.
1: That's because right before the that I said yeah because werewolves and cryptids are my thing and then I realized that that sounded almost a little too kinky
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I guess going from you know furries to cryptids Mm -hmm. back to the topic um, let's have a conversation about what we're going to be doing because um, I think the, the idea was that we would be I would check my phone but it's dead uh, oh. <laughs> I think the idea was that we were going to be doing creepy pastas, yeah, and having yes. a discussion about them in relation to fan fiction, and then possibly talking about certain <clears throat> like popular creepy pastas, maybe some not so popular creepy pastas, um, and then asking your folklore expertise, I guess, on how that relates to like classic lore and what are, I guess, what the spin for.
1: I'm very or excited argument
2: for creepypasta would be as fan fiction. I'm,
1: I'm very yes. excited. I'm very excited to talk about these in in these categories because um, it's something I rarely get to do.
0: Um, Absolutely. Well, that's what we're here for. So, Jen
2: also has like a very like firm stance that creepypastas are modern folklore. And I'm are. really looking forward to getting into that. Yeah. yeah creepypasta yeah, I think is that's folklore.
0: A- I think that's a fascinating perspective, and I, I think I pretty much agree with it. When I just think about the way that they get spread around, mm-hmm. um, but anyhow, so should we? I guess we should define what creepypasta is, yes. uh, is
1: just like in a case good anybody start. know, because
0: it is like an insane term. I don't really know why it's called creepypasta. <laughs> that's
1: um,
0: just if anybody
1: because it's tasty and you eat it all up, yeah. and it's creepy. It's creepypasta. <laughs> okay, I guess I could right. probably try to
2: Google search real quick because I am a tech whiz uh <laughs>
0: creepy I mean it's like a uh, a spooky story that is on the internet is that kind of like the only thing to define the way to define creepypasta Uh
1: yeah it's it's you know like like I said before it's modern folklore so old folklore um got spread by word of mouth right like that that's the custom for it and, and the one big marker for folklore is that it's it's c- context is based around a community of people and and it's spread by a community of people so you might hear it as an urban legend or an old wives tale um or creepypasta. And in, in instead of being spread by word of mouth In this case our creepypasta is spread By the internet community which is still A community of people
0: Which And it is still kind of word of mouth Because yeah. it's not like coming from Because I think part of the element of creepypasta And also like old folklore That you're talking about Is a kernel of Truth to mm-hmm. it or the the Presentation of it being Like based in reality like Like the idea that people want This story to be Perceived of as Mm -hmm. something that's actually happening. Oh
2: yeah, which is what
0: makes the internet a perfect place for it because it's like you can't really—it's hard to verify
2: stuff on the internet. Yeah, (laughs) now. Yes, indeed. So my my I hacked into the mainframe and um, amazing. (laughs) So according to let's let's talk about etymology. Etymology. Please, etymology? Talk about I love etymology. etymology. Can we please um, talk about etymology? I love etymology. <laughs> so, um, as a uh, half-time uh, linguistic uh, linguist and a full-time <laughs> nerd, uh, etym- etymology by definition is the study of the origin of words and the way in which they have meanings and how they've changed throughout history. The, I guess, origin of the name creepy pasta. It is a combo of the words creepy and copy pasta and then oh, yeah, copy pasta right. um means like basically anything that is viral copied and pasted text yeah um and it was okay according to this article it i was, totally forgot about that it was coined on 4chan <laughs> mm-hmm. around 2006 2007 and so yeah, that, that is the origin of the name creepy pasta um and i guess how we'll relate that to what you said before um I think that's what makes Creepypasta so popular and so viral is there's like just enough hint of truth in it that you question its validity and that yeah. in itself is terrifying and that is exactly what our ancient folklores did. There was just <laughs> enough hint of truth that you questioned the validity of the supernatural.
0: So this is something I've been thinking about if I had to guess like what what was a something before, like, the pre-internet age, but was kind of going to be this thing. I think a lot of the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, um, yes. Because the, yes, the the run-up to that, it wasn't, like, necessarily a uh, officially released film. It was passed around on, like, blank VHS tapes.
1: Yeah, um, which is wild to think about. It was, like, a
0: weird, like, urban marketing kind of underground thing. Do our listeners know what VHS is? god I, I hope so
1: <laughs> do our listeners know what vhs tapes are
0: i think probably i'm 23 and i think uh, most people listening to it is about around our age so
2: okay. I yeah my, i think my brother the... my youngest brother is 19 question mark hmm. how old am i i'm 26 so he's like 1920 <laughs> um and he knows what a vhs tape is i don't know if my niece and yeah. nephew would know what they are but I mean, I don't think my six year old niece and nephew are listening to a podcast. I
1: hope not, because there's gonna be a lot of cussing. Yeah. Uh, Kylie, turn turn the podcast off. Go yeah, call you your cover
0: mom. Your ears. Or just tear off the band-aid, I don't know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or grow the fuck up, Kylie. I'm <laughs> Um <laughs> Yeah, so I I think uh, yeah Blair Witch Project yeah, that absolutely. is so imagine because did they also leave those VHS tapes like in random places yes. hoping people would watch them? Yeah,
0: yes, it was like passing them in brown paper bags, just sharpened out logos. And can stuff I just like say that, that Blair Witch um,
1: Project traumatized me when I was a kid? Like it's it, it is a it is I was still terrified one of, the
0: scariest of the woods. Movies ever made?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was terrified of the woods for like a solid year.
2: <laughs> I have always been terrified of the woods, but I'm also a southern country child, so like, you just have so many stories well, I mean, about okay. not yeah. going in the woods at night,
1: so... <laughs> I well, Yeah, I know not are... to go into the woods, but I wouldn't even go, like, during the day. Well, oh. Here's something to,
0: to think about, like, with the the woods, you know, it's... It, I feel like people are mostly scared of either like, you know, small spaces or mm-hmm. wide-open spaces. Oh, yeah. And the forests are kind It's kind of both, yeah. right? Yeah, because you... Uh, it's it's very disorienting. Space, but there's, there's there's you know, tons of twists and turns. I think like with the Blair Witch Project, especially with, like, kind of that, like, Ugh. night vision lighting and stuff right. like that, where you can see a few feet in front of you, but not, you know, all the way. So something always good for, like, the kind of images of something coming out of the darkness is super, super scary.
2: Blair yeah. Witch scared the shit out of me yeah. as a kid. And a majority of it, right, is, you know, I watched Blair Witch when I was <laughs> probably... Like I would say twelve.
1: Yeah, same. I was ish. about twelve when I saw it.
2: Um, and then I, I was very highly encouraged to like develop my hor- like my love of horror, um, by my dad. Shout out Dwayne. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and he showed me *Cannibal Holocaust*, which is the precursor oh to *Blair Witch*. Which, if you've never seen *Cannibal Holocaust*, first of all, be an adult. Second of all, <laughs> um, if you have a weak stomach and you don't like gore, do not watch Cannibal Holocaust. Uh, watch, like, Green Inferno instead or something. Um, but, but yeah, I, I was I would agree with your uh, assessment statement that uh, Blair Witch was the, I guess, medium between what classic folklore is and what well, our creepypasta like,
0: is. Like that kind of thing, at least. It's a good um,
2: transitionary...
0: So, object. in case <laughs> the transitional fos- uh, fossil yeah. of uh, experience of horror. So, in case anybody still isn't quite sure what a creepy pasta is, or isn't sure if they come across one, mm-hmm. I guess talking about some of the more famous ones um, would be kind of a way to get. To, because I think everybody knows about Slenderman.
1: Yeah, Man. everyone knows Slenderman. Um, like.
2: Yes, at least I would hope so, considering that two thirteen-year-old girls killed. Another, another girl, girl.
1: yeah well at they least they tried to yeah and blamed it on slender man yeah because they thought yeah. he was
2: real question they, mark I mean,
1: yeah question mark heavy question mark <laughs> he italicized really question by. mark mm-hmm.
2: i okay i will say one of the girls does have like uh, mental health problems
1: mm-hmm. uh like
2: uh with like delusions and things um and she's medicated now that she's like been arrested because she tried to kill someone so that, that's really unfortunate on that part, but there is another girl who, like, also helped that did not have those conditions. Right,
1: exactly. That just enabled that entire situation. And also just children terrify me in general. So, Oh, don't even get me started. <laughs> don't even get um, me
2: started. Yeah, I would say Slenderman's, like, the most popular uh, or the most recognizable. Yeah. Um, there's also, uh, what's
1: his name, Jack something? That's, yeah. Um,
0: Isn't he just Jack the Killer?
1: yeah. 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 Or is it Jeff the Killer? It's Jeff the Killer. That's what I was thinking. there's yeah. A Jack
2: one where he's got like the <clears throat> dangly arms. Jackknife. I think Jackknife. What it's jack knife. That's, that's
1: right. One, yeah. These are like the the OG, like creepy pastas too. Like that's that's what got me into it was like Jeff the uh, Killer and Jackknife. Shadow Link, isn't he also one yes. of the creepypastas? Yes.
0: Interesting. I didn't so of of Link of the of Zelda fame. Mm-hmm. Um so speaking of video games this kind of brings me to i was i talked to you guys a little bit before we we started that i um had come across what i would think it would be a, a creepypasta and experienced it the way that you're supposed to where you think it's real for a little while and you kind of freaked out about it right um it was a it, i think it was bloody sonic you guys heard of bloody sonic
2: bloody sonic no no right. oh, i don't think i have
0: so basically oh um the story was that it was like a cursed copy of Sonic Racing or something and um, that like had the kind of creepy glitches or something that like you know Sonic had Sonic like get in a crash and start like bleeding and everything and oh. um, if you you, you play the, the, this cursed copy and get addicted to the game and eventually you turn into Bloody Sonic and you are um, I don't know how it happens but you like you do, you um uh, go insane or something and then you are Oh. Um, murmuring the Sonic Racing theme and bleeding out of your eyes or something like That's that. That's
1: my favorite isekai. Uh, wow.
0: You know, and I was eight years old and being like, ah, oh, this uh, this is good for my formative brain.
2: <laughs> you know what that kind of sounds like? And I guess this is where, like, the fan fiction part plays mm-hmm. into the, the conversation. Uh, there mm-hmm. is a... I don't want to say it's, like, a Mexican legend because I don't know if it's, like, only told in Mexico. Uh, but there's a... Then I- uh, a legend about um, like the bleeding shoes or the red shoes, mm. Um, mm. and that's kind of what that sounds like. Where like you you wear the shoes and you really don't have any control over your own like autonomy mm. or or okay.
1: consciousness.
0: Oh, that's rad.
1: That's yeah, it's
0: not rad for somebody going through that.
1: That's but. also a ballet. Yeah. So
0: bloody Sonic is a fan fiction of both Sonic and a ballet. That's <laughs> what you're saying. Yeah. Excellent.
2: Um, I. The ballet is less gruesome though there was uh, to do with Shadow Link since we're on the topic of video games. Um, I-, I talked to Jin about it. I think before we started, but uh, Ben drowned, which is like the corrupt, right. was the corrupted guess. Zelda game. Yep, which scared the shit out of me the first time I read it. Yes. I think oh I man, was, like, we
1: all get chills from that one,
2: especially know, was... as like an
1: avid Zelda fan. Whew trying to think of how old i was i think i was like
2: 15 which is embarrassing to be terrified of a story at 15 but
1: it's not it's not i still had to have people sleep over when i was 18 after watching scary movies i didn't get my badass pants until after i turned 21
0: and it is interesting how these uh, some of these are um ba- like based off of a pop culture object mm-hmm. and how or the, I guess these are things that like kids enjoy like being video games mm-hmm. and stuff like that or you know you, people say that kids enjoy I mean I'm an adult I still play video games but um, <laughs> same it, it is kind of like playing with that expectation of something that's supposed to appear innocent and it's not being and this uh, it reminds me of um, uh, there's some like the youtube videos of like the you know squidward um, killing himself and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. oh like yeah, that's those, that's um, one,
1: yeah for sure. Like
0: weird kids YouTube, get into like weird creepy stuff and subliminal messaging. That's all like uh, very uh, weird and bad. Oh yeah. Um, there's even there's a um, there's a. I remember hearing I remember hearing a uh, theory when I was a kid. Maybe uh, this was another creepypasta I ran into. I don't know if this is a thing outside of like the weird friend that told me this. That they told me that there was a shot in The Wizard of Oz where
2: you see that- the girl yeah. that got rejected hanging.
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: Oh, okay. I, I, I learned yeah, I about know that in seventh rejected. grade. Okay, yeah, okay. I learned
1: about that in seventh grade because like we were gonna watch Wizard of Oz in my band class, and one of my classmates was like, "You know that that you can see someone hanging in the backdrop yeah, in this yeah. one scene," and so then that's like all we talked that about it was that a day.
0: Disgruntled Munchkin.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's different. I think that's that's also, I guess, what would be
2: considered like the the transition between yes. traditional folklore and current creepypasta is the legends we, I guess, everyone in, in the world yeah, was yeah. told as a kid. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. It, it's kind of like, it's a different thing from urban legends because it is kind of media-based and internet-based, mm-hmm. right? Because urban legends are a different thing, which we should talk about at some point. But
1: Oh, yes, absolutely. Anyhow. Please bring me, ma- bring me back for that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, Candle Cove. I don't know if you guys read that one, but it's pretty popular. Um, Candle Cove is about a group of people... They're adults now, but as kids, they watched um, a TV channel, like Mm -hmm. a kid's show on a local network um, about pirates, and I guess it scared the shit out of them, and, like, one of them went into, like, a deep trance, and, like, uh,
1: kids disappeared. And the show never really existed
2: and the show never except, really existed. Except that
1: all of these children remember the show existing. Vividly. Yes. Like, gotcha. they,
2: they have so, physical reactions to the mention of the name of the show. Yeah. So which has...
0: even scarier Mandela effect.
2: Which has since turned into a Shudder series.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. okay.
2: Um, by the same name, if I'm not mistaken. But um, I watched a show as a kid called Ubi... Which is on the inn It was like really late at night Early in the morning um, And it's like I guess it's not local But it was Very much like Made to look like It was shot in somebody's home um, And there's a section In Candle Cove Where it talks about Like some dude Like beating his hand um, Like not Not in the way that I guess pervert people <laughs> would think Like he Like uh, smashes a hand With like a hammer Right.
0: Mm, yeah. Yes, um, that's the, the bad version of that.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, like, I watched Ubi as a kid, and that's mm. what it made it sound like. Um, mm. And I also watched Mr. Rogers as a kid, which had a bunch of puppets, which Candle Cove has puppets. But, yeah, that, that's what I mean when I'm like, I, there's just enough truth of, like, real-life yeah. things that, like, it right. makes it... And,
0: and that era had, like, a ton of, like, weird, like, uh, uh, edutainment shows like that. So it's the thing that you would hear and be like, oh, yeah, that sounds like it could exist and, and TV is such a weird thing especially when it was you know live I think about the like adult swim late night kind of mm-hmm, stuff mm-hmm. where there are just certain things that will, can come on TV that it's almost like <laughs> a, a ghost has has uh, taken, taken
1: over, over the here, TV yeah you know, because
0: like uh, I should not be seeing like the um the adult swim video um unedited footage of a bear um have you guys heard of that
2: no, so
0: it's um it's a, like a 13 minute short film basically, and it just airs on it. It aired on Adult Swim like three in the morning, um, just kind of like, um, it's like oh, it's unedited footage of a bear, and there's a bear, just like a bear moving around, and then it transitions into like a commercial. So you think it's just a commercial, and it's a um, a commercial for like antidepressants and the commercial keeps going, and it's, like, this woman who's taking these antidepressants and is, you know, going about her, like, single mom, soccer mom life, and then, like... A she stops in the middle of the road mm-hmm. and there's a doppelganger of herself in the middle of the street and it just starts running towards her.
1: She's <laughs> and it Christ. turns it
0: turns into a horror film and, okay. it, and it and it and it continues to be a commercial like through this the commercial music is still playing and it's still like talking about.
1: I can't the, believe I've the, never the, seen the this.
0: Stuff. Yeah, it's pretty terrifying. Genuinely, that
1: sounds really unsettling. I love yeah,
0: it. That, it's the same guy. I think it's the same guy who did uh, Too Many Cooks. Uh and um, oh,
2: what a great when the clock strikes song. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's also a um there's also one called This House Has People in It, which is a very Blair Witchy kind of thing where it's like That sounds footage. that sounds creepy. Yeah, it's weird. I love it. <laughs> I love weird. it.
2: There's um there's another creepypasta. I was like very into creepypasta when I was like seventeen, so uh, I've read a lot of them. <laughs> uh, there was another one where it's like a, a girl goes to a haunted house with all of her friends and then slowly they start to disappear mm-hmm. and like get separated throughout the house. And then it turns out mm-hmm. the house, like the haunted house just never ends.
1: Yeah.
0: No oh, man.
2: Um, like, like she that? enters like an alternate dimension once she like leaves the haunted house. Question mark. Wow. <laughs> There's also two more uh, that I like won't go into detail about, but I just want to mention just because like they were foundational creepypastas. Yes. pastas. Uh, abandoned by Disney is really popular Yeah I was I think actually going to bring
1: that one up
2: It's probably only second to Smile Dog As the most viral Other than Slender Man um, And the Russian <laughs> Sleep Experiment
1: Yep is also Yeah I was going to bring that one up too <laughs> those are, That one's one I, of my favorites
0: <laughs> I don't think I've heard of uh, either um, of those The Russian Sleep really?
1: Experiment The Russian yeah, yeah. Sleep well, the, Experiment the, is you're like, like about Creepy and intense Oh really? Yeah well, Yeah
2: we'll, it's 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 basically like a synopsis like a very like two minute synopsis uh they keep they keep people awake Mm -hmm. for days Mm -hmm. um and they they they, like go insane it's they they lock all of them in a room that's like basically think like underground bunker vault and uh no lights they can't see each other um and it's always like associated with this very creepy uh picture <laughs>
1: uh uh-huh. let me see if i can find I, I it and I'll it. Screen share. i am remembering it <laughs> oh as we talk oh great so i'll i'll share, share it, it. With, with zoom it's thanks. this one oh, thanks yeah. because I, it wasn't vivid enough in my brain yeah you're welcome
0: yeah. well i, I also had to say like and this has happened several times in the past couple minutes i have the smile dog stuff open and i keep scaring myself <laughs>
1: <laughs> do
2: i think i'm more terrified of jeff the killer than i am the Russian sleep person. Me too. And I think that's just because I work in—I worked past tense in special effects—and so I know that that is not a person. Yeah, <laughs> and I know how to make dummies look like that, so it does not terrify me anymore. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's the that's the uh, advantage there.
2: That, that is. Um, yeah. Turns out so if you just on... like scare the shit out of yourself, nobody else can scare
1: you. anymore. <laughs> that's the ticket. Yeah, you just have
0: to it's exposure therapy.
1: That's that's, that's the secret. Got, You're welcome. That's that's how I got my badass pants. I just. I, I was 21 and mm-hmm. uh,
0: and you're like I need
1: s- I was I was like opinions. I love I love horror but I can't watch it cuz I get freaked out and then I can't sleep. And I was like, okay, here we go. I'm 21. I've got some vodka. I've got all these movies <laughs> I'm terrified to watch and I just yeah. binge-watched a bunch wow. of horror movies while I was super drunk and yeah. now nothing scares Were you me alone? Anymore. Yes. I actually just s-
2: watched Blair Witch Project for <laughs> over hours. and over and over no, and yeah, the yeah.
1: only one that I couldn't get through to, and to this day, I still can't. Um, to the extent that the glu- the guttural noise, like, literally triggers a panic attack is uh, ju and the Grudge. Um, I can't explain it. They freak me out so badly I can't watch them because I have panic attacks. Like, legit, full-blown panic attacks. Like, I have to take a Xanax. Um, um, R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. Um, But all of the others, nothing scares me anymore. Like, I I was really hoping La Llorona would be good, and it was disappointing, so.
2: I have heard that. I didn't watch it.
1: Especially as, like, someone who's, like, half Latina. It was incredibly disappointing.
0: I have a relatively high tolerance for for horror, but uh, Hereditary uh, got me. uh, (laughs) Uh,
1: Hereditary was good. Hereditary was weird. It's a
0: genuinely very good movie, but also it scares
1: me. (laughs) Like, objectively hereditary is
2: so good i feel like Mm. midsummer it Mm. wasn't scary but that opening scene oh yeah fucked me up yeah and i don't know if it's just because like i have experienced a sibling death and so like that scene Mm -hmm. hit me really hard like i mean i i would give a spoiler but it's literally the opening scene
0: yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah midsummer is um it was definitely like Oh, this is less scary, but it, it is still It
1: was still good. It's unsettling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yes, a it's a yes. different kind of and
0: it, and it was like like it's so like hereditary is so about what's in the shadows mm-hmm. and kind of the mm-hmm. creepy
1: You like, wanna know what's in the shadows? Like old man peepees. That's what's in the shadows. Go a bunch of old man with their peepees out. Right. The title of this and, episode
2: and, and, is and, Beware <laughs> of the Dark and Old Man Peepees. Uh,
0: and, and <laughs> they just got their peepees out. Like, what's out what's out in the broad daylight? Also old <laughs> yeah, Old man peepees
2: yeah I think <laughs> you know what if you f- I could write a paper about that <laughs> about old man <laughs> babies, <mommy>. no <laughs> no about um, the duality of hereditary oh. and midsummer
1: that would be a good paper um, that would be a real
2: hereditary good paper. every like the, the scary part of hereditary is everything that is done in the dark
1: yeah. not to mention
2: just like family trauma like what is in yeah, it's a, it's behind
0: closed doors secrets.
1: the best in my opinion the best kind of horror is when you can combine tragedy with like fear um like it it's just it hits different
2: yeah it, when you it, can combine different
1: body horror with mind horror yeah you
2: you've truly like created a masterpiece i think the same Agreed. goes with get out
1: yeah the idea absolutely. that you have no
2: control over your body oh. or your mind on top of you know of course the the topic of racism
1: yeah, that I movie's brilliant. Yeah, that movie is a masterpiece. What it's going for with that? And us is so different than that, but it's still I so know, bad. but it's still also good. Like it's also a masterpiece.
0: Yeah. The the genre is in a great place right now. And and I think it's because it's finally really being taken seriously. Yeah,
1: no more campy stuff. Um, because shit. I mean,
0: like well, I mean, you know, even campy stuff was like Still pretty good. I think about the old like John Carpenter movies. Still sad. had like gen. Well, it still had genuine like rest like, in
2: um, peace John Carpenter. stuff yeah. to
0: say stuff to say. Yeah, rest in peace. Um, but his movies were considered trash at the time, and Stephen King was considered trash when he was uh, writing his early stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, now that we have kind of a another generation of these kind of uh, horror fans, like like Jordan Peele and and Ari Aster, yeah. uh, Robert Eggers, I would I would put up there too. Yeah. Um, the, the Witch and the Lighthouse? Uh, it just kind of. I don't know. It's it's uh, you're, you're getting more mainstream people who are making these movies, and it's. it's
2: I think more, what's dangerous with that period. is like a long time, like a generational horror fan, right? Yeah.
1: It's,
0: mm-hmm.
2: The the fear is that because it is becoming more mainstream, that the fear. art is really going to disappear,
1: mm-hmm.
2: or the art is going to become so focused on being like a higher intelligence kind of concept than actual horror.
0: Well, I, yeah, I think
2: uh, well, quote unquote definitely... actual horror. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think there is definitely going to be like copycats that will do that kind of thing, and it won't be as effective because they're not going for like what's at the core of what makes it work, right? Yeah, yeah. they're just going for the like aesthetic similarities, which is what happens which, with any genre. They
2: have their own place in horror, right? Mm-hmm. Like the yeah. B rate, yeah. like the B rated yeah. comedy films, like Night of Night of Demons. I love that movie, <laughs> but it is utter trash. Yeah, no, I yeah. and I have a special
1: place in my heart for like trashy horror, like. I do.
0: Sometimes you just want a vibe.
1: Yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's just, you just a vibe. Want a
0: specific thing.
1: Yeah. Sometimes like, I'm not like, going for a doesn't... scare factor. Yeah. I just, you know, I just want to kick back, drink some booze, and watch, some, watch some shitty horror. Yeah, and watch, watch some teens <laughs> getting torn up, horny teens getting torn apart. Horny teens. They have to. Um, they have to be horny, or it's not actually trashy.
2: They do. They did build a trope out of that, and then I mm-hmm. think a horror evolved from, I guess. I Is there Is Nosferatu Is he the first Horror movie I th- Is he uh,
0: It's definitely Question Pretty mark? early He's I would one of say them. so I think so Um At least surviving Because a lot of movies yeah. From that era Are lost to time Right Um But uh Yeah Cause that's 1921 That's what I was I That's what and That's then, what I thought Um And then like the universal stuff Like Frankenstein and Dracula And stuff were um I think uh early 30s yeah i was
2: gonna say 30s Um, golden golden era of hollywood golden era
0: right so yeah nosferatu might be the first technical horror movie um
2: but i i guess where i was going with that was um horror movies fan fictions mm -hmm. of fan fictions of fan fiction yeah (laughs) Yes, yes also
0: yeah yeah nosferatu dracula a book first um Speaking of... Look
2: forward to that episode. <laughs> ...everything.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I mean, we got plenty of weeks in October. So let's
2: talk about Smile
0: Dog. Want to talk about Smile Dog? I just scared myself again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I want to talk about Smile Dog because um, I found some tweets from somebody who claims to be the original author who has some interesting points uh, to make about it. Um, so Smile Dog is a, uh, a haunted image of a, a husky with weird human looking teeth mm-hmm. um, and there's like a little hand in the background it's like beckoning and you know it's kind of one of those things where it's like oh it's a cursed image and you see it you go crazy or You uh, you end up dying some kind of curse, sort of thing like that. Was this one and of those
2: like OG um, you have to share this with
1: like 15 people? I was going to say people? I believe it was kind yes, of like, yes, it was, it was like one like of the if you chains yeah it was a cursed chain. Yeah if chain. you didn't
0: um, Yes, yes, you are guys are right. If if you didn't um, share it with some people, you would you would uh, get killed.
1: Um, I didn't share it with so, nobody because I had no friends. Now,
0: the um, <laughs> I'm going to drop a Twitter thread into the chat from Michael Lutz, oh, okay. who is uh, the person who claims, claims, to, claims be to be the original author, and he also has an image that is not the original. Or well, he says it is the original smile dog image that he created that is very different from the uh the husky the the it was the the husky was still a like the base that he went off hmm. of but um it's a uh, a very different thing so i'm just going to get your live reaction so you get really now the, the image is not the first thing uh you'll click that twitter thread and then go down um and see the um the the red image I For
1: some down. reason, it oh, opened
2: yeah, like an that. entirely new.
0: <laughs> yeah, like a like a different language Twitter.
2: No, I I just oh. had like a internet thing open, and then it when I clicked it, it opened an entirely new window instead of so oh. just adding the tab. I just
1: I don't yeah, understand the... this PC. Anyway, <laughs> oh that's right, you have a new computer. I do. I built it myself with my bare hands. That's hot. Thanks.
0: <laughs> I just want to quote Warren. Uh, or not Warren, um, Michael. Just and just let me explicitly go on record. This is my baby. This is my horrid boy. I made for the world. He's not a dog, but he's close enough. I still have all his original assets in a folder somewhere. And then, have you guys seen this image? Yeah.
2: yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh no! I don't remember it looking like that. I remember it looking so much more
1: sinister. But I also was probably, like, 12, so... Oh, yeah, yeah, that's definitely... See, saw I saw that. I mean, that's definitely what I remember, but same. Like, I, I remember being way more uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, well, it's a very uncomfortable image, but I think you just, you know, now that we kind of know how Photoshop works... Yeah. It's, it's kind of like you can see the, the seams a little bit more. But I wanted to talk, uh, to read his um, uh, thing uh, right above there. So I'm just going to... Um, To read that. So he, the original author of Smile Dog posts this thing because he's I guess seeing it being spread around um, years later and is kind of wanting to talk about it. He says, since we're having a Smile Dog moment, here's an answer I gave a while ago when someone emailed me to ask why I made it. I think this sees what he says is very interesting. Smile Dog grew out of a few interrelated concerns. I've always been into horror fiction and anomalous folklore mythology and things like that. As a writer, certain ideas or images stick in my mind and a story grows around them. And for a long while, I've been working over an idea, an image really, of a horrible dog-like creature that smiled with human teeth. Rather than work this diegetically into a story, I decided it would be interesting to make the image literally an image, and make that the subject of the story. At this time in my life, I was also reading a lot of creepypasta on 4chan's X board, and it continued to me that this, and it occurred to me that the smile dog idea would work in that format. I'd read enough that I could reverse-engineer the genre. At the time, it was all based on posting normally, as a real person telling the truth. Then as the story went on, it became increasingly clear something else was happening, until you got to the big reveal at the end. I had also been reading a lot of the Argentine writer Jorge Luis Borges. I'm sure I said that way incorrectly, but... He had a deep concern with the impact of fiction on reality, as well as the sort of malevolent and treacherous nature of language and narrative, and things like that. Borges's stories often feature a fictionalized version of himself as the narrator, which is why the narrator of Smile Dog, at least originally, was clearly a fictionalized version of myself, and why the original title, The Curious Case of Smile, uh, is a little twee and mannered, etc. So, all of those ideas and dispositions come together, and I realized with characteristic early 20s, too clever English major nihilism... That given the ecology of 4chan, it would be extremely easy to make a creepypasta that wasn't particularly good, but would be popular. All I had to do was take the core conceit of creepypasta, these pseudo-fictional stories meant to be occasionally reposted, and make the reposting of the story part of the story itself. Basically, that is, make a chain letter or rip off the ring, whichever you prefer. So as I said before, at the urging of my friends, I eventually posted the story to 4chan basically to see what happened, and it exceeded my expectations. Hmm. That's that's it.
1: That's the G. Wow. Rod, you have a very soothing
2: voice.
0: Thank you. A
2: voice for radio one would say.
1: Ah, voice for radio, did you say? It's funny, because Bradley worked at a radio station.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I did work at a radio station. Apparently, people agreed. Destiny. (laughs) I should be on the radio. Wow.
2: Was this posted on Creepypasta? Like, is that where it originated? Did I... I kind of blacked out in the middle, so I don't know what I meant?
0: The thing that I... The the big thing that I read, uh, (laughs) it was just on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he just put it on his Twitter, and I think he's... um, That's where he's more
2: known active
0: these days okay yeah at least as himself i don't know if he has like a creepy like a 4chan persona or something right
2: yeah one of those so i guess my question is right because we we found the origin of creepypasta but what qualifies a work as a creepypasta what makes a piece of work a creepypasta you
1: put it on creepypasta
2: so now we have a r slash creepypasta on reddit yeah, which Reddit and 4chan are different but similar in yeah. that they are, um, I guess, discussion boards. Of yeah, kind of like forums. Forums, an online forum. Um, but before r slash Creepypasta was created, mm-hmm. there was 4chan.
0: Yep,
2: and then. So, works that were made on 4chan that were creepypasta moved over to Reddit. So, I guess you could say that things were, that were posted on 4chan would qualify as creepypasta. Yes. Yeah, it's, that's where it's origin is. But before 4chan...
0: <laughs> In the beginning.
2: <laughs> In the beginning. 4chan, there were email curse chains. Yeah. And, that you yeah, had to email yeah. to people, like email we talked curse about. curse
1: chains were just based off of urban legends.
2: So, yeah. Okay. So, I guess that's my question, is if it's not on 4chan or Reddit... Is it technically a creepy pasta or does it qualify as an urban legend? Hmm.
0: Well I think if it's on the internet and if it's on any kind of message board, okay it, it's, it kind of qualifies. but uh, there's also this weird meta quality to it because part of the, f- the, the allure of it is that you you are meant to think that it's real right, right. And now that we know what creepy pastas are, kind of it's much easier to allure. spot them. Yeah, it's much easier to spot them. So like um what's the most recent creepy pasta? Is it like the Momo doll? <laughs> like Is, is the Momo it?
1: doll
2: creepy pasta? I, I just thought I that was like could, a thing that the internet like made up with a meme. I Do memes? It, it
0: definitely turned into a meme, but I think it like it got popular because people were saying that it was telling kids to to commit suicide. Yeah. Or something like that. And um I, I think there was there was a kind of a hoax also, so I'm not hundred percent sure. Uh,
2: <laughs> I just I guess my question is like what qualifies something to be a creepy pasta? Hmm. Is it just that it's on a forum? Is it the format that it's in? Is it the website
1: that it's on? You know, I'd
2: never really considered that before. Um, Do the cursed email chains count as creepy pastas? I
1: think they could count as like the precursor to creepy pasta. So
2: our I guess yeah. the email guess chains we're, are we're, the we're, transition we're, between we're where with which... pasta.
0: yeah, yeah. Well I think I think there's a good argument to say that Al
2: it, dente the, 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 the,
0: the most <laughs> that the most pure version of it yeah. is those um, email chains. Because if we're talking etymologically, if it being uh, copy pasta and pasta being like coming from something that's copied and pasted over and Mm -hmm. over and over again that's like what an email chain is it's just yeah so we're if we're
1: basing it off of that then if it is creepy and copy pasted then it is creepy pasta if we are going off of definition alone Mm -hmm. perfect because if we have enough time i have one that i want to read (laughs) oh boy we're gonna do a reading oh this is exciting I was going to cast spells later, but I will totally just like listen to you read me cre- Creepypasta instead. Um,
0: Let's do a Laken reading of a Creepypasta to cap things off here on Witch and Robot Cannonball Cannon fodder. The name of this podcast entered here.
1: So hard not to laugh like an idiot, but it's really hard. There's no such thing as not laughing like an idiot. Everyone laughs like idiots.
2: <laughs> My question before we start: um,
0: Is the, what is a creepy podcast?
2: Is what? Yeah. <laughs> we did have we the whole conversation this? over again. <laughs> did we just, just do this? Send Jen down like a mental breakdown. <laughs> we just did
0: this. <laughs> you're never leaving this podcast, Jen.
2: Never. You We're actually you Hotel, can... hotel an California. We're
0: in this endless loop.
2: Hotel this Cannon. <laughs>
0: Uh, all right, Laken. I'm sorry I cut you off.
2: <laughs> Please read to me, what? Lakin. Um, so now that we are in agreement that if it is copy and pasted on the internet enough that it is popular or viral and it's creepy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it qualifies as creepypasta. Yes. So cursed email chains qualify yeah. as creepypastas. This story has stuck with me from when I first read it back in like 2008 maybe 2007 even um -hmm. i was very young i had my first email and somebody sent this to me and it scared the shit out of me and it has stuck with me ever since
0: oh wow so you yeah you got the
2: like it still scares the the, shit out of me this is like (laughs) ancient
1: work i'm excited because i didn't
0: i didn't really ever get email chains but i got like facebook messages um but from people I knew. Yeah. So it was like, but yeah, getting an email.
1: Mean girls it's yeah.
2: How it, would do it pretty, to me. How it started was like, um, we had a type, like a keyboard class.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And we would finish our First. work really early because we, you know, we had already known how to use a computer. Mm-hmm. So we would finish our work early. Um, and so to fill the time, we just emailed each other like I am, but because I am was blocked, but emails weren't.
1: Mm. That's interesting. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. But. St- School administration is stupid. Back in the early two thousands, um, didn't quite get how that internet worked, did they? No, they were like, "It's important, but we can't tell you what happens." <laughs> <laughs> um, so this this came out in two thousand and six. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard it, but it's the urban legend of Carmen Winstead, or the creepy pasta of Carmen Winstead. No. Um. So Not she ready. is a email chain ghost. Um, So if you don't pass her story along, she comes to kill you, right? Okay. So this is what your email would look like if you had one. If you had gotten one from her. Quote, unquote, Mm -hmm. Carmen Winstead. (laughs) My name is Carmen Winstead. I'm 17 years old. I'm very similar to you. Did I mention to you that I'm dead? A few years ago, a group of girls pushed me down a sewer hole to try and embarrass me. And when I didn't come back up, the police came. The girl said I had fallen down the well and everyone believed them. The police found my body in the sewer. I had a broken neck and my face was completely torn off. Send this message to 15 people after you read the whole message if you value your life. A boy named David received this message. He just laughed and deleted it. When he was in the shower, he heard laughing. My laughter! All in caps. Bold. <laughs> underlined exclamation point times seven he got really scared rushed to his phone to repost this message but he was too late the next morning his mom entered his bedroom and all she found was a message written in his blood saying you will never have him back no one has found his body yet because he's with me send this to 15 people in the next 5 minutes if you don't want your fate to be the same as David's your time starts now.
1: The story is true. Wow. You could research it on Google. <laughs> <laughs> because Google has all the answers. You can take anything you find on Google um, at face value. So this is... Don't
0: think I'm real. You can research me on you can, Google.
1: Yeah. Can, can you imagine? That is literally... He's with
2: me now. You know... Um, influencers when they go to places and they're kind of shitty because they like have a million followers on Twitter or something. Yeah. Um, And they're like, do you know who I am? Look me (laughs) up. That's exactly what this is. That is is
1: exactly. You don't know who I am.
2: This is like the watered down, like, super vague version that's, like, common in all of the versions that they have. Yeah. But there are multiple versions that exist, and this is not the one that I got when I was a kid. The one I got was, like, literally seven pages long. Jesus. Oh my god. And, like, I read the entire thing. And I was yeah. terrified.
0: <laughs> yeah. I cannot blame you.
1: I, I, I used I don't know if scared of those things.
2: I didn't know if it was because, like, I was heavily bullied when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I could very much picture girls push me down the sewer because there was a sewer on the way to the track at my school. I could very much see those girls pushing me down the sewer and me being clumsy enough to, like, break my neck and have my face torn off. <sighs> Terrifying.
0: Yeah, that, that that and it is I think there's an as an element of these kind of stories, it's like the the violence is just like way over the top. Yeah. Because I, I remember like when the concept of decapitations were way scarier to me than they are now. Yeah. Which is something about like some of the extreme violence stuff. Maybe that's just Now
1: me, as adults but... we're like, oh sweet release. Uh, we're just yeah. we're just so <laughs> desensitized and tired, man. Like I could use like, you know, like a light decap. You know, (laughs) just a a light decap. (laughs) Yeah, you know. Just take a little off the top. Yeah, just a little off the top, you know? Maybe that'll fix my problems. But Uh, I remember uh, getting, like, this one.
2: I got um, The Humans Can Lick Too.
1: Oh, that I one? remember that one. Where, like, I the guy
2: kills a girl's dog, uh-huh. and she thinks the dog's licking her hand, and, and it's then him. she gets up, and there's blood on the wall, and it says humans
1: can lick too. That is and actually, she- that's actually, before that is a really old one, that's from before email, because that one was told to me as a ghost story when I was, like, eight at a girl's slumber party. Oh my god. Wow. It's that one's really old. That that is actually pre-copy pasta, but it does count as copy pasta. It's just like a whole new level because it was copied from word of mouth. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> so now, now we found it. <laughs> the transitional <laughs> object.
1: You know you know now all we copy found past- it. It's I mean, humans that would, can like that that That's the sense. transition. Uh, all copy pastas just come from scary stories at girls' slumber parties. I wasn't allowed to go to slumber parties. Like, I think I went and, like, stayed the night at a friend's house,
2: but never at, like, a slumber party. We had, we had a bunch of family living on, like, one hill, and my uncle would tell us ghost stories, Ooh. and it was just, like, me and my girl cousins, um, and he would, like, take us out in the woods, leave us there oh. <laughs> for, like, hours. I mean, he didn't leave us. He was, like, in the he tree was line near watching behind. us, but we thought we were alone, and he would scare the shit out of us with all of his creepy stories that's awesome um yeah it's a great childhood i love retelling those stories but um yeah my my girl slumber parties
1: were not the same i feel like that counts though (laughs) like like i i went to the girl slumber parties because i was invited but usually it was so that they could like pick on me and bully me and usually my mom had to pick me up from them and then i kept going anyway because i was a fucking masochist when i was a child um got some great ghost stories out of it and i learned how to stay up all night so you know So you picked up skills, is what you're saying?
2: I picked up some skills, yeah. Skills that are valuable in real life. How to stay up 101 with Jen Lowell.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I could totally do that, yeah. Do we want to do, like,
2: a really brief synopsis or your your two-minute pitch on... um, I can sum up folklore for you real quick. Why creepypasta (laughs) qualifies as
1: urban folklore. Yeah, I can do that
0: give it to us. Okay.
1: All right, so as I said Good. as I said earlier, folklore is like the the big quality about folklore that 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 makes it folklore is that it comes from like a community of people or a group of people. So its context is cultural and community based. Um, that's that's what makes it folklore to begin with. So a lot of people when they think of folklore, they think of like peasants, I guess, or like like people from way way back in the day. Um, Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's true, but it it goes much further than that. It's not just peasants. It's people. It's communities of people. So, for example, Tulsa has its own folklore, which is also also counts technically as urban legends. So, for example, we have what's called the Hex House. Mm -hmm. So the folklore behind the Hex House is that like the grounds where it once stood are now haunted. And this woman whose name I can't recall off the top of my head because I ate a lot of cookies and I'm really tired. um, This woman was like a con artist. And she got this girl to come live with her and would intercept the girl's mail to her parents and, like, had convinced the girl's father that the girl was, like, really sick and... And she needed money, and she also, like, had filed insurance for this girl. And she did this to another girl, too. Like, she committed massive insurance fraud while, like, basically holding these women prisoner in her house um, before she was finally discovered. And this was during the Great Depression. So insurance fraud was a huge, huge, like, bigger no-no, I guess, than normal, um, because there were also rations, and she was taking their rations. Um, Mm. by claiming them as like her dependents and somehow that got spinned into this hole that she was like a satanic like person or that she was like a witch and that she was doing all of these weird rituals and that the ground was cursed and so eventually they tore the whole house down except the basement where she kept the curls is underneath the parking lot that now stands there. You can actually, like, if you go on Tulsa Ghost tour, g- ghost Tours, they take you to the, the plot where the Hex House was. Interesting. And, and you can stand over, like, like, under that parking lot is a fully functioning basement. So, you know, if you ever need, like, a bunker, you know where one is.
0: Well, if you have plans, if you don't have plans for this Halloween, go to the Hex House. Socially distancing.
2: Safely. Keep your social safely. distancing. Wear a mask.
0: Yes. <laughs> Jen, thank you for joining us Lakin, thank you for joining us Bradley, thank you for being here That's me And, and you, and listener, thank you been... for being here <laughs> Thank you all for listening Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe uh, We should be out on all platforms by now uh,
2: Hopefully we can have a social media we're, page soon we're,
0: We will be doing that soon We're happy to be here We're happy to do this I'm having a good time Thank you for listening, and you know what they say about fan fiction, uh, sometimes it's on the internet, and it's scary, and it's creepy creepypasta.
2: And it stays with you forever until you become an adult.